You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast... Turns out a QAnon movie released on July 4th, The Sound of Freedom, and it was based on a religious con artist who also appears to lean toward QAnon. Who could have seen that coming? Unfortunately, the movie seems to be doing phenomenally well, thus increasing misinformation and awareness of the movement. There are some extreme reactions happening in both pro-Israel and the pro-Palestine camp right now, and it's getting absolutely wild. People are coming completely unglued. Let's look at some of the more wild reactions to the situation. Next up, megachurch pastor Greg Locke gives his opinion on Israel, and it is straight up deranged. What they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. Okay, if you don't know what, what this guy, this preacher just said, this is Greg Locke. He basically just said he wants to destroy Palestine completely, get a giant missile, and erase it from existence and everybody in it. Men, women, and children, and even babies. Get rid of all of it with a missile. That is psychotic. Now, I don't know what side you find yourself on, if you're on the Israel side or the Palestine side or what. I'll tell you what side I'm on. I'm on the side of human rights. Israel's human rights were violated horrifically by a terrorist organization when they rushed in and captured prisoners and then started killing them. Doesn't get much more horrific than that. Except it does, unfortunately. Israel responded by... Well, we don't know the full extent of what they're going to do yet. I guess time will tell, but it appears as though they're going to commit a genocide on the people. And where does Greg Locke fall? He falls on the side of genocide. He wants to take out all of the Palestinians. Now, that's not exactly what he said in the clip we just listened to, but we'll get there. He openly, brazenly says it. So let's listen to a couple of clips from Greg Locke that I want to talk about. I came across recently, early October 2023. It's in the sermon that he did immediately after all of this went down. It just, it gets psychotic. It's unacceptable to take people's lives brazenly and without excuse like this. It's unacceptable to take their lives in cold blood like Hamas did. I, I feel so deeply sad for the people who lost loved ones in Israel. Palestine is in a bad, scary spot right now. And I am horrified watching it unfold. I am very, very disturbed and concerned. I just want everybody to live peacefully. I want Jews to live peacefully. I want Palestinians to live peacefully. Why can't we have that? Anyway, listen to this clip from Greg Locke. This is the opener here, early October 2023. If you thought I was going to talk about these poor, beat-down, oppressed Palestinians, that's a bunch of nonsense that's been pushed by the media. That what? That that Palestinians are beat down and or oppressed. That's nonsense pushed by the media. Okay, most of the media I hear talks about how Israel is the oppressed one 
and that Palestinians are like this big evil whatever. I'm not sure what he's talking about here. Okay. What we would call them, uh, the, the Bible would call what you would consider Palestinians, which really is a made-up word. There's no such person. There's no such person as Palestinian. It's a made-up word. Well, I mean, if we're going to get that meta, can't we say that, like, literally everything is a made-up word? Shmoobligong is a made-up word, just like the word Jew is a made-up word. They're all made-up words because we made them up. Language is a construction that we created. What, what do you mean Palestine is a made-up word? Interestingly enough, you know when the word Palestine was first used in history? About 300 BCE. Actually, you know what? Let me get the exact date on this because I looked it up recently. Okay, yeah, here it is. The term Palestine first appeared in the 5th century BCE when the ancient Greek historian Herodotus wrote of a district of Syria called Palestine between Phoenicia and Egypt in the histories. The histories of Herodotus is considered the founding work of history in Western literature. Anyway, so about uh, the 5th century BCE is when it was first used for the very first time. And it was used to refer to the people in Philistia or the, the, the Philistines. I'm sure you probably remember if you grew up in Christianity, all the battles that King David and all, you know, other Jews had with the Philistines, right? Let me just pull up a map real quick and show you what we're dealing with here for a little clarity. This is Israel. I'm trying to keep this as like middle of the road as humanly possible because I don't want anybody to suffer or die or, or get hurt. And there are good people in Israel and there are good people in Palestine. If you disagree with me on that, then go f*** yourself. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, so Israel, this is... This is the nation of Israel. So originally, the Philistines are believed to have come from over the sea. I think Philistine means sea people. And I believe the prevailing idea at this moment is that they came from Cyprus, most likely. Looks like most scholars agree that the Philistines were of Greek origin and they came from Crete and the rest of the Aegean islands or more generally from the area of modern day Greece. So the Philistines settled right here in this like this Gaza Strip type of area here. And they came from Cyprus and from Greece, north of it. It's just this whole area right here, apparently, is the general consensus. They came over and landed in Israel and settled right where the Gaza Strip is today, right here on this map. But there were already people that were living in this area before the Philistines showed up. So where the Philistines lived was named Palestine, but the Philistines were eventually all wiped out, and the Arabs that lived in the area remained and identify as Palestinians today. So that should give you a little context for how Philistines are linked to Palestine. They're not the same group of people ethnically. Philistines and Palestine are different. They may just have like a similar root to their name, but they're not the same people. Made up word. There's no such person. All I mean, every word is is a made up word. So I don't know what to tell him there. A made up word. There's no such person. All the land belongs to Israel, and the Bible declares that. Hand me my, my, my hand me that Bible right there for a minute. Somebody says, "Well, what's the uh, what, what's the land deed to the nation of Israel?" Right here's the deed to their land. Right here. That's psychotic. So this guy believes that Israel owns the entire little strip of land in the Middle East there. 
because the Bible says so, and they're allowed to do absolutely anything with it. They are allowed to do whatever it takes to take that area back, even if that means genocide, which appears to be the direction it's going at this immediate moment. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Let me. This should date exactly when this this was filmed, this video that I'm giving you right now. You know why I say I believe they're about to commit a genocide? Let me tell you exactly and specifically why I believe that. In World War II, after Hitler had died in 1944, the United States was still battling with Japan. Japan was really imperialistic and absolutely nuts and were doing everything they could to take over as much land as they could and fight and so on and so forth. But they're an island nation, which made it just an ugly thing to try to fight, to battle, to land on the shores and, and work your way inland. You, you lose a lot of people doing that kind of thing. So we had the Manhattan Project going in the U.S., our attempt to build an atomic bomb. And it was successful. After a number of tests, the bomb was built, and the United States gave the order to drop an atomic bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. I mean, there's some in between. Like, they didn't know if they were going to be able to hit this city because it's too cloudy one day. But that's, that was the eventual target. That's where the, the atomic bombs landed. A day or two before they dropped the atomic bombs on those two cities in Japan, the United States filled an airplane cargo hold full of sheets of paper that basically warned the citizenry, get out. Your government is leading you to destruction. Get out now. And then the bombs fell. Israel just dropped a bunch of leaflets on Gaza, demanding 1.1 million people evacuate south immediately. That's an eight-hour commute by foot. You can't get there by car. Most people don't even have cars. You have to walk. And 1.1 million people, they dropped leaflets the same way that the United States did when they were about to drop the atomic bomb on Japan. It Does it get more disturbing than that? I don't know what's going to happen next, but holy <laughs> this is real. So I don't care like what land deed Greg thinks he has or thinks that the, the, the Jews have or whatever. The Jews owned that little strip of land for all of like 20 minutes throughout their history, okay? Israel has a history of being destroyed and rebuilt, destroyed, rebuilt, renamed to Judea, and then destroyed, and then taken over by this empire, and then that empire, and then this empire. And then it was taken by caliphate after caliphate after caliphate from the Muslims. Jews have, like, owned the area for way less time than pretty much anybody else in the area. So if anybody really has a claim to it, it's Arabs, actually, really. I'm not saying I want, like, the you know, Israel to go away. I'm just saying this land deed thing doesn't hold any water at all. You know, in an ideal world, this is something that's not going to happen. I just put my position on record real quick. This isn't going to happen, but if I could wish this into existence immediately, here's what I would do. I would make the entire area Israel, all of it, everything. And I would make Palestinians full and complete citizens that are 100% equal to Jews. No worry about are they going to be allowed to vote? Can they be on the Supreme Court? It's an absolute 50-50 split between Palestinians and Jews. And even split in government and in everything. 
racism is entirely too rampant right now for that to be realistic. So the Palestinians have to have a state, sadly. But in an ideal world, that's what I'd like to see. Anyway, keep listening here. Every centimeter that the sole of their feet walked on, this is the title deed to their land. Again, like Arabs owned it way, way longer than Israel. The title deed to their land. As the rightful heirs to Abraham. Oh, so they own it not because they had it longer, but because Muslims are wrong. The rightful heirs to Abraham's land. Well, Muslims believe they're the rightful heirs to Abraham's land because they are an Abrahamic religion also. So this really boils down to a religious argument. I believe that I own the land or that I have a claim to it because my God said that I do. And the other side saying the same thing. God keeps his covenant with his people. Listen, if God doesn't keep his covenant with the nation of Israel, which he has for all these centuries. He has? He's kept his covenant with Israel? I, Israel didn't exist until 1948. What are you talking about? All these centuries? What? And what makes you think that he's going to keep his covenant with us? If he breaks it with one, he'll break it with another. But I'm going to tell you, Titus 1-2 says God cannot lie. Yeah, except God lied like all through the entire Bible, like nonstop. You know who never told a lie in the Bible? Satan. Never told a single lie in there. Just pointing that out. Any nation that turns against the Jewish people is in the sewer dump of history. Any well, I mean, the vast majority of nations are in the sewer dump of history. So, <laughs> I mean, the Babylonian Empire, the Persian Empire, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, uh, the Byzantines, the Ottomans. I mean, they're all just like in the sewer dump of history, if you will, because they rose and they fell. It doesn't mean anything, really. That's just what happens to empires. Any individual that turns against the Israeli nation, any church, any community, any group, any sect, any denomination that has ever come out against the nation of Israel is in the sewer dump of the Encyclopedia Britannica. That's the facts. No, it's not. I mean, there are a ton of countries out there right now that detest what's happening to, you know, with Israel and Palestine at this moment and denounce Israel full throatedly. And they have been for a while. This isn't new. So that's simply false. I think Israel is only accepted as a state by, what is it, like 136 out of 192 countries in the U United Nations? Okay, 28 United Nations member states do not recognize Israel. 15 members of the Arab League, Algeria, Comoro, Djibouti, Iraq, Kuwait, Lebanon, Libya. I, you know, I can't pronounce some of these. Oman, Qatar. Saudi Arabia, Somalia, only fifth, no, 15 members of the Arab League, 10 non-Arab members of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. That's uh, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Brunei, Indonesia, and Cuba, North Korea, and Venezuela. Those are the countries that reject its existence as a country. Also, Russia came out in favor of Hamas, last I heard, but, you know, you can never, I don't know what Russia's up to right now. It's weird. The reason God has blessed America so greatly is not because we're so wonderful and so righteous. Good grief, we're unrighteous right now. It's because we've been an ally and a friend to the nation of Israel. That is why God has blessed us. So I don't care where you stand politically. Like, I don't understand. I thought he was a Christian. Why is he pumping up Jews so much as, like, the God's chosen people? I thought that 
they forsook God or forsake first wait what the, is it forsook I think it's forsook I thought they forsook God i.e. Jesus when he came around and had him crucified what's Greg talking about right now this sermon that he gave got crazier and crazier the deeper we went into it it's nuts by the way if you want to see my entire coverage of it you can find it on my telltale or my uh, Owen Unfiltered YouTube channel. I changed the name recently. Owen Unfiltered. It released the entire thing. I covered it beginning to end, and it's nuts. But let's keep listening to a couple of the select nuttiest parts here. By the way, this dude right here, bottom right corner, I love his haircut. I love that to death. I should cut my hair like that, actually. Come to think of it, I really like that a lot. Yeah, this guy right here just had to blow up my mouth. Yeah, love that haircut to death, man. Fantastic. Dude knows what he's doing, or his barber knows. Somebody does. The Gaza Strip, which has now been cut off. By the way, if you don't know the area, just show you a quick map of this so you have an idea. I don't think that this is like an, uh, an accurate map up to this moment. It changes day to day sometimes, but it, you know, you'll get an idea of what we're talking about here at, at the very least. So this part right here is Israel, if you're watching and not listening. It's kind of a light blue part. It's Israel. And then the Gaza Strip is on the left here. It's locked in because Egypt is on the left here. Israel is on the right. And then the sea is north of it here. So they can't get out. They can't go anywhere. They have nowhere to go, nothing to do. They can't escape if some <laughs> happens, which it really seems like it's about to. And then on the right here, this is the West Bank. This is called the West Bank because it's west of the river here. What's this river? Is it? I don't want to make a fool of myself by for, about Euphrates. Is it Euphrates? Which river is that? Somebody tell me in the comments, which river is that? It's called a skullet, very metal. <laughs> right, a skullet. That's good. Like a mullet, except you can see his skull. That's funny. The Jordan River. Okay, I think it's the Jordan River. Thank you uh, in the chat for telling me. So yeah, it's west of the Jordan River. That's why they call it the West Bank. That This, this white area, roughly is kind of owned by Palestinians right now. And then up here on the north, this is the Golan Heights, contested, stolen from Syria. And it was a real battle. And people are very unhappy about the fact that Israel took it. So to give you a little context for what we're talking about here. So Greg Locke is talking about the Gaza Strip here, this, this little bottom portion right here that's locked in. Can't get out through Egypt, can't get out through Israel, can't get out through the sea. It's an open-air prison, effectively. Okay, go on. The Gaza Strip, which has now been cut off by Israel. and been cut. Well, what he means when he says cut off is Israel cut power to the entire Gaza Strip. By the way, it's about the size of Manhattan, give or take, roughly. A little bit bigger. Has 2.2 million people. Manhattan has 1.6 million people. It's very densely populated. Very, very bad living conditions. I think it's 40 or 50 percent of the children in the Gaza Strip have PTSD because it's a war-torn area. Israel's been trying to get its hands on the Gaza Strip for, I don't know, like since the beginning, honestly. But they ended up with the power generation that goes into the Gaza Strip. Israel did. So Israel cut off their clean water and their power. That means Hospitals that had babies on incubators, those babies just died because they cut the power off. I believe that's a war crime, by the way. Cut off by Israel, and rightly so. They should have cut them off a long time ago. 
Should have cut him off a long time ago. I guess the babies just don't matter in Greg's mind. I don't care how insensitive you think I am to that. There's six doors in this church. You can leave any time you want to. Well, I think it's psychotic. I think it's genocidal. You want to get people killed who are completely 100% innocent, didn't do to anybody. They've cut them off, you know, electricity. They've cut off their water. They, 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 they should have. Now, listen, I'm, I'm not for hurting anyone. Yes, he is. That's innocent. But in well, what about the baby in the incubator? It's not innocent. It didn't do to anybody. Like I said, 2.2 million people. It's the size of Manhattan and more populated. How can you justify killing innocent people like this? Does it get more whacked out than this? Now, I'm not saying that there aren't some really bizarre and whacked out viewpoints on the Palestinian side. There, there definitely are, absolutely. And I will be getting to those. But we're talking about Greg Locke and his absolute psychosis, his religion-induced psychosis. Religion will make good people do bad things. In this case, it's making bad people do worse things, in Greg Locke's case specifically. Or at least making a bad person endorse an even worse thing. One that's innocent. But anybody that supports terrorism is not innocent. Oh, yeah, and that baby in the incubator supported terrorism, so. Life is forfeit for that one, little baby. Two months old, maybe, or hell, a month old. Couldn't talk yet, but it supported terrorism, so got to put a stop to that. Nip it in the bud, if you will. You can stand out. Israel should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. Destroy... That means kill every man, woman, and child in it. That's what Greg Locke is saying right now. Destroy the whole thing. And anybody that's going to support this Hamas nonsense. That is psychotic. There are, you know that 50% of the population is under 18. They're children. 50% of the population is children. Something to that effect. Hold on, let me find out. I, I want to get a good source on this. Uh, a real source, because... Here's the thing about this. There's a lot of propaganda floating around everywhere regarding this issue. Almost all of the propaganda that I see is from Israel or pro-Israel uh, propaganda. Now, that's not to say that Palestine doesn't have their own propaganda network. They absolutely do. Primarily run by Hamas, I think. But I think that it's mainly targeted toward the Muslim world rather than the Western world, which is who Israel is targeting with their propaganda. Hamas is trying to whip people into a blood frenzy and get them pissed off over what's happening. Israel is trying to whip the Western world into a blood frenzy over things. So almost all the propaganda that I see is from Israel. Almost all of it. I've seen very little pro-Palestinian propaganda, like actual real propaganda. Again, it's out there. It's just not really targeted toward the West. According to UNICEF, which is a pretty trustworthy source, 816,000 children in Gaza Strip were identified in need of mental health and psychosocial support following six rounds of armed conflict since 2008 and daily protection issues. So 816,000 divided by 2.2 2 million. That's uh, 37%. 37% of children in Gaza are in need of mental health support. It appears as though about 50% of people living in Gaza are children, as far as I can tell. Those are terrorists, Greg? What is wrong with this dude?
Listen, Joe Biden ought to be tried for treason. What the hell does Joe Biden have to do with this? You understand that? Now, I get it. I get it. I get it. He, Obama's the real president behind him anyhow. And so what, what does any of this have to do with anything? Oh, wait, wait. Obama's Muslim, right? Is that what it is? Obama's Muslim, and that means he hates Israel. Am I in the ballpark? By the way, I think Obama supports Israel like a little too much. Not that it matters. Like this is all a gigantic conspiracy created out of a fever dream that he's spouting off right now. Real president behind him anyhow. And so he's the one that ought to be tried for treason. Are you going to tell us why? I said, everybody all right, but I'm not really worried about it. I know who will be all right. Israel, because God said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. But it did. It, it did prosper. What are you talking about? No weapon formed against you will prosper. Didn't Hitler kill like six million Jews? Seems like those weapons prospered. Let me tell you a little secret. God helps those who help themselves. You want to get out of a tough situation? You find your own way out. Because guess what? God's not answering the door. He didn't answer the door when children were killed in the Rwandan genocide. He didn't answer the door when they were killed in the Holocaust. He's not answering the door now either. No nation is going to be able to stop what God's doing in Israel. Not China, not North Korea, not Hamas, not Iran, not Iraq, none of them. Russia, not a one of them. Wait, why did he throw China in there? What did that have to do with anything? They're small potatoes in God's prophetic spectrum and timeline. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader and he just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. He's talking about killing people right now. He wants Netanyahu to kill every man, woman, and child, all 2.2 million of them in the Gaza Strip. That is psychotic. How did he get to this point? This is insane. Winston Sayer suggests that Greg read Night by Ellie Wiesel. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic book. Oh, my God. I don't think Greg's read a book in his life. That's just speculation based off of one thing. My speculation that Greg has not read a book in his life is based off of this one singular clip, mid-September 2021. I'm dumber than a box of rocks in a lot of areas. Facebook just makes people think I'm smart. No, it doesn't. I graduated from high school. Anyway, <laughs> that's Greg, dude. Oh, he's terrible. Interesting. Did you know that Egypt closed their borders to anybody coming out of Gaza? Yeah, because they are in an alliance with Israel. And Israel wants this to be an open-air prison. By the way, Egypt is largely controlled by Christians. I don't know if people realize that. Coptic Christians make up a lot of the wealth and power base in Egypt. They're very influential in Egypt. And as Christians, of course, they believe that, you know, Israel is like this fundamental piece of the puzzle. They're this thing that must exist before Armageddon can come. So they're going to do whatever Israel says. Egypt flooded their escape tunnels and barricaded their walls so that the Palestinians cannot even come into Egypt. You know why? Not even Egypt wants terrorists in their town. Right, and literally every single Palestinian is a terrorist, right? Including the uh, five-year-old kids. The five-year-old kids whose drinking water is no longer clean because Israel disabled their 
water cleaning facilities or their water processing facilities. That kid. Yeah, definitely. He's a terrorist. They're all terrorists. Absolutely. You understand that? Seems like Egypt's got more sense than America does. If you think all the... I ain't starting to preach yet, but I'm about to talk for a minute, okay? If, Please. If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right... Are you kidding me? ...now and start killing innocent men, women, and children, you have lost your mind. Oh my God, dude. Greg Locke believes that, first of all, that, that the U.S. has open borders. The U.S. does not have open borders. The borders are closed. They've been closed. You know, they largely have not changed border policy since Donald Trump was in office. It's pretty much the same, by and large. And second, is there literally any evidence that Hamas has sleeper cells in the United States that they intend to blah, 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 whatever? Hamas it doesn't have that much money. They don't have that many resources. They have almost nothing. Why would they go to the United States to do any of this stuff? It's like claiming that North Korea is building up like an army in the United States. Like, why would they do that? Their biggest adversary right now is South Korea. Hamas's biggest adversary right now is Israel. Yeah, the United States provides support to Israel, but I'm not sure like how they'd benefit from building up a humongous base of sleeper cells in the U.S., like, I wouldn't put it past them to do some crazy shit, like some kind of terrorist action or something, some, you know, martyrdom type of thing, like we saw on September 11th. But they're not building up an army in the U.S. by coming over open borders. You know how the 9-11 hijackers got into America? Do you think it was over open borders? No. They didn't want to raise suspicion of any sort in any way. So they came into the United States completely legally they were 100 percent legit and they were taking flight school here and they had jobs and they went to mosques and they lived their lives they didn't look suspicious at all that is how you get terrorists into a country because you don't want to raise suspicion the idea that hamas is coming over u.s borders to build an army and then attack us is absurd on so many levels i don't even know where to touch it sick of all these Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. Sure. Yes, I agree with you. Absolutely. There are some fundamentalist extremists out there that are Muslims. Do I need to point out the obvious that we're listening to a fundamentalist extremist Christian right now who's literally calling for the deaths of other people? Not for nothing. I just want peace. Okay, I just want everybody to get along and not hate each other and find a way to live in the same region at the same time. That's it. Greg Locke doesn't want peace. He just said it. He wants destruction because they're a satanic cult or something. And all satanic cults should be put to death or some other nonsense. Stop all this nonsense. There's nothing peaceful about Islam. Well... Islam as a religion, I think, is probably like they haven't had an enlightenment the same way that Christianity did. So there are some moderate sects, S-E-C-T-S, of Islam. But I think that there are a lot of really extreme sects of Islam also. I think the majority of Christians in the world, like on a worldwide scale, 
are largely moderate, peaceful, and not violent or hateful or anything. But there are most definitely some very extreme Christian groups out there, too. For what it's worth, uh, what we're listening to here would be colloquially referred to as Islamophobia. Let me just put a little mention in here about Islamophobia. A lot of atheists in the atheist community don't like the term Islamophobia. They think it's a made-up term. It's ridiculous. Let me just try to frame it for you this way, okay? If you live in the United States, which if you're watching me, you probably do, you may not be aware of this, but in Europe, there is an influx of immigrants from war-torn areas, refugees from war-torn areas or from places that don't have as many economic opportunities. They try to come into Europe, you know, various European countries to find those economic opportunities. Just like refugees from South and Central America come up into the United States to find economic opportunities and peace from a war-torn area. Just like people from Mexico and other Central American countries are coming into America to immigrate here because they think life will be better for them here. Now, in Europe, in Britain, and other European countries, most of the people that are coming from war-torn areas or places with fewer economic opportunities are coming from Muslim-controlled areas. They're largely made up of Muslims. In the United States, we don't have that situation where Muslims are coming in. We have Hispanic people largely coming in to the United States. All that hate that you've heard Donald Trump spew about Mexicans being drug dealers and rapists and all that other stuff, that's how European governments talk about Muslims because they believe they're trying to come in and change their culture and blah, 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 blah. All the same fear-mongering nonsense that we hear about Mexicans, people in Europe hear that about Muslims. Now, there are plenty of reasonable, rational, normal Muslims out there that are not nutcases. Lots of them, as a matter of fact. And you know how you turn somebody reasonable, rational, and moderate? Turn them away from extremism? Drop them in an environment that's diverse, that has people of all different backgrounds and experiences and everything else. If you want to chill out a community of people and make them not complete nutcases, bring them into somewhere that's more diverse. That's the heart of Islamophobia. It's a problem in Europe. Islamophobia is hatred against Muslim people simply because they're Muslim. It's not really a problem in the United States. But it's still bigotry. That's what the word means, bigotry. Hatred of somebody because of the beliefs that they hold. It's still bigotry. Islam is destructive. I don't hate any Muslims. But Islam as a belief system is deeply destructive in my opinion. Doesn't mean that the people in Palestine are worth any less than the people in Israel. They're not. They're worth just as much as human beings. And they have just as much of a right to live and be free as anybody else on this planet. Now, I'm going to tell you what would fix it right now. By the way, it'd fix it, and it would help usher in what we're wanting so bad. Now, this is the real point right here. This is what would fix it, and it would usher in what we want. Ready? Huh? While they're mowing down the Gaza Strip. Psychotic. And letting them terrorists know exactly what we do with terrorists, which is not compromise or negotiate. Kill them. Is what he's saying. 
We do that with terrorists, and terrorists are anybody I don't like. We kill them. What they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude, this is insane. If you don't know the history of the temple and what he's referring to right now, back in, I don't know, 1000 BCE, under King Solomon, you know, the baby cutter, he had a temple built that was like a worship spot to Yahweh. And it stood there until 586 BCE when Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonian Empire came in and destroyed it and took a bunch of Jews as slaves and so on and so forth. Well, King Cyrus came in from Persia and takes over the entire Babylonian Empire and sends the Jews back to their homeland. Or at the very least, the Jews kind of trickled back to that area eventually. I don't, I don't think he ended slavery completely, Cyrus, but he, at the very least, destabilized the situation enough that a lot of them could escape. So anyway, they go back to their area. They rename Judea, which was, you know, the new Israel. They renamed it to Yehud, which was Arabic for Jewish, basically. It was a province within the Persian Empire under King Cyrus. So that was in 586 when the temple was destroyed and they were taken. I think in the 530s BCE, they were coming back to Israel or the Israel area, Yehud. And in 515 BCE, they started building a new temple after the first one had been destroyed. They finished that temple, and in the year 36 CE, after Jesus, King Herod refurbished it and renovated it and made it big and beautiful again. 70 CE, um, 30, 40 years after Herod did that, they destroyed the second temple. Around the year 630, 620, somewhere in there, Muhammad comes around and starts spreading Islam all through the area and creates a caliphate. A caliphate is basically like a kingdom that Muslims rule over. There were a number of caliphates, I think four of them throughout history. The final caliphate that controlled the area was the Ottoman Caliphate. Ottoman Empire is what it was called. Pretty much as soon as Muhammad died, they, you know, there's no temple there. It was been 700 years since there was, roughly, or 600. The year 700 or so, somewhere in that vicinity, Muslims build the Al-Aqsa Mosque, one of the most holy sites in all of Islam. They built it there because, you know, there's already a, a big pedestal there and it's already set up and constructed and ready for some big building, right? Al-Aqsa Mosque has sat there since the year 700, give or take. That's what Greg Locke is talking about here. He wants to take a missile and destroy one of Islam's most holy sites, Al-Aqsa Mosque. I don't think it'd be as bad as destroying Mecca, but it's up there. It would absolutely pit the Muslim world against the Christian world for eternity. It would be ugly, very ugly, if this happened. Rock, plumb off of... The Dome of the Rock is the area where the temple was built. And get a great big missile and blow that wicked Dome of the Rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. 
Yeah, some Christians, apocalypticists, think once the third temple is built, the Messiah will come back and blah, blah, blah. And it must be built before the Messiah comes again. Jews believe the same thing. Before the Messiah can come, there must be a temple for him to come to. That's why extremist Jews and extremist Christians share the goal of getting the Al-Aqsa Mosque off of the Dome of the Rock area or the, the pedestal or I don't even know what you call it. You know, the area where the temple sat. Psychotic. Absolutely psychotic. This is a war that primarily has religious motivations behind it or, or is at least being motivated by religious reasoning. Tear down that big demonic monstrosity that shouldn't even be there. Big demonic monstrosity. When we when we start talking about Greg Locke's mom. Blow the whole thing to kingdom come. Rebuild that third temple and we'll zip up out of here in the glory land. Amen. Oh, I guess just the moment it's built, everybody gets raptured. When the final brick is put into place, you know, slid into the wall, we're all raptured. Just like that. Totally. Totally. Anyway, psychotic. This is so outside the realm of reason and rationality. I don't even know what to do with it. This is so insane to me. Like I said, I want peace in the area. I want people to be treated like human beings, like the human beings they are. Hamas has the explicit stated goal of eradicating all Jews. That's horrific and wrong and disgusting. But Palestinians don't. The vast majority of Palestinians are just normal people trying to live their lives. I want Israel to be protected from extremists like Hamas and Hezbollah. And I want Palestinians to be protected from extremists like the leaders in government right now in Israel. I don't know that I'm going to live to see a day when Israel accepts a peace agreement. It's really them holding it up right now. I don't know if I'll live to see the day when they do that, but I guess we'll see. I would love to see them accept the Arab Peace Accords, I think is what it's called, offered in 2002, re-offered in 07, and then again in 2017. Go back to the 1967 borders, which is super generous, and find a way to deal with refugees. That's fair. I doubt Israel is ever going to take that deal, but who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. Well, let me know what you think about it in the comments. I think Greg Locke is unglued from reality at this point. Next up, turns out a QAnon movie released on July 4th, The Sound of Freedom, and it was based on a religious con artist who also appears to lean toward QAnon. Who could have seen that coming? Unfortunately, the movie seems to be doing phenomenally well, thus increasing misinformation and awareness of the movement. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. But it was worth mentioning when I talked about adrenochrome. And I talked about that in the organ harvesting, which I didn't go into. And there's over 2 million in that one, and another 2 million in another one. So it's, it's, it's on a world level. This is Jim Caviezel. If you don't know who he is, he played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. And he is a QAnoner through and through. It doesn't get more QAnon-y than this guy. It's nuts. Well, as it turns out, he was the star of a movie called the Sound of Freedom, a while back. If you're unfamiliar with QAnon, I will fill in the gaps to try to bridge that gap and help you understand like what's happening, because there's some pretty deep lore that, that we're going to be talking about tonight. 
So The Sound of Freedom is a movie that was released on July 4th, and it was supposedly based on a true story. Well, the story that it was supposedly based on is about a guy named Tim Ballard. Now, Tim Ballard, according to him, was part of the CIA or maybe Homeland Security or something, and he found out that this boy had been kidnapped in this human trafficking ring, so he quit his job and started a foundation to find these victims of human trafficking, basically. Honorable cause, by all accounts. I think that's honorable, right? Except Tim Ballard is insane. He is also, as far as I can tell, in my opinion, a QAnoner. He believes in a bunch of the fundamental beliefs and doctrines of the QAnon movement. Jim Caviezel played Tim Ballard in this movie, The Sound of Freedom. The movie was actually produced, I believe, in 2018, and it was shelved for a while, and then it finally came out recently. QAnon was not big at the time. It was actually created in 2017, QAnon was, and then it started to catch on in 2018 or 2019. Jim Caviezel, in the intervening years since he filmed that movie, fell down the QAnon rabbit hole all the way, he, and he hit bottom. And as it turns out, so did Tim Ballard, the guy the movie was based off of. So I wanted to talk about both of them. Because as it turns out, Tim Ballard went on the Jordan Peterson, I don't know, podcast or whatever it is, July 3rd, 2023. So it was the day before The Sound of Freedom released. Now, the reason I'm talking about The Sound of Freedom in the first place sounds like a movie that had a limited release, like who even watched it? Well, it turns out it's extremely popular. It, It made a ton of money. So the day before the movie released, Peterson has a conversation with Tim Ballard, and he says this. Check it out. Your group, and this is Operation Underground Railroad, and tell me if I get anything wrong here, says it devours conspiracy theories, though founder Tom Ballard was... Does he mean disavows? Or I don't know that word. Tom Ballard was criticized for refusing to condemn the QAnon conspiracy theory. Um, I have no idea what the hell that means. Do you... Really? You don't know what QAnon is? Are you kidding me? Jordan Peterson? What that's referring to? Yeah, absolutely. We. This is Tim Ballard right here. Um, that's, that's, that's a lie on Wikipedia. We have absolutely in RFAQs for years have... Oh, it's a lie. Okay. For years have, have condemned the majority of, of what we see. Oh, the majority of what you see, huh? Okay, interesting. Tell me more. Um, with conspiracy theories... Uh, so are you going to denounce QAnon or not? He's not even denouncing QAnon. It was such an easy like layup. He could have just, you know, ball was thrown at you and you could have knocked it right out of the park. And what'd you choose to do? Dance around it. Really? QAnon is complete bullshit. That's all you had to say. QAnon's ridiculous. It's nonsense. And boom, just like that, you're, you're done and you can truly say that was a lie on wikipedia he's not proving it to be a lie so far is he and wikipedia we have absolutely in our faqs for years have have condemned the majority of of what we see um with conspiracy theories uh so i, I they like to attribute me to the QAnon movement um there may be some truths in there but there's so are you kidding me they like to attribute me to the QAnon movement there may be some truths in there is there really any wonder why people think you're a QAnoner? I mean, that's, you know, maybe he just didn't want to denounce a fan base, right? Let's just see what else he has to say. 
Okay, maybe he doesn't actually hold any of these beliefs. He just didn't want to, like, draw a hard political line. Some truths in there, but there's so many falsehoods on top of that. So our, our FAQs refute that immediately um, because it, it can it, it discredits the movement. In fact, I would go so far as to consider that maybe certain people who don't want this known are responsible for some of the conspiracy theories in order to discredit the movement. Wow. Okay, that was complicated. But I think what he's saying is the media is out to get him and they created QAnon as a method of slandering people. The deep state, if you will. Would you call it the deep state, maybe? The term QAnon uses for it? This dude's totally a QAnoner, right? Um, and uh, they go too far. They go too far in, in, in their assessment of things. But yeah, we absolutely have dis disavowed uh, what's generally coming out of, of, of QAnon. That's not what you were asked, Tim. You were asked if you disavow QAnon. Do you disavow QAnon? What's generally coming out of, of, of QAnon. Yeah, well, it says, you know, it's very vague on Wikipedia. It says to condemn the QAnon conspiracy theory. Well, I know perfectly well that there are more than one conspiracy theories, let's say, on QAnon, so I'm not even exactly sure what it's referring to. I can't imagine Jordan Peterson doesn't know this. There are different denominations of QAnon, okay? And they they largely center around a variety of different public figures that interpret the writings of Q. QAnon is based on posts from this guy that calls himself Q Clearance Patriot, and he's written so many posts, it's ridiculous. And they're all nonsense. It's all nonsensical garbage from beginning to end. There are some foundational beliefs in the QAnon movement that you must accept to be a QAnoner. And other denominations that are centered around these other influencers build upon that. For example, Michael Brian Protzman runs the Negative 48 QAnon movement. That one accepts all the QAnon conspiracy theories that are, you know, baseline. And also, it, it believes that JFK Jr. is going to return on the grassy knoll where his dad died and run as Donald Trump's vice president or something. This is a bunch of QAnoners that showed up to the grassy knoll where JFK was shot. They showed up there waiting for JFK Jr., his son, who died in a plane crash in 1994, to magically appear and run as Trump's vice president, really. This is negative 48. Not every QAnoner believes this. Ramana Dedulo is another QAnon denomination out there. She claims that she was instated as the Queen of Canada by the same people who instated Trump to, to be the president or whatever, and that the imposters, that blah, 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 whatever. She's an Arcturian, a lizard person secretly. She's a good lizard person. All the other lizard people are bad that control the world. Hello, Canada. I'm Romana Didolo. I'm the founder and leader of Canada First. As of February this year, 2021, I am the head of state and commander-in-chief of Canada, the Republic. There are different denominations out there, but there is a baseline set of beliefs that QAnon accepts. That's what's being referred to when news organizations say he does not denounce the QAnon conspiracy theory. The baseline stuff. There's a cabal of people out there 
that are sucking kids dry of their blood and getting some kind of power from it or whatever else called adrenochrome and all, all this other nonsense that surrounds it. The deep state is out to get everybody and Donald Trump is trying to save us and so on and so forth. What is there a particular conspiracy theory that um, you were criticized for refusing to condemn? Do you, do, you, do you have any more specific details about that? I mean, I, I'm not sure what exactly they're, they're talking about. Pro they, they might be. Oh, he knows what they're talking about. He, uh, referring to the fact that there's something called adrenal chrome where they, they, they. Okay. Before we actually listen to his explanation, let me just tell you what adrenal chrome is. When your body releases adrenaline, it courses through your veins for a while until oxygen molecules from your hemoglobin start attaching to the adrenaline molecules. And when that happens, when oxygen latches itself to adrenaline molecules, it turns into adrenochrome. So it's basically like spent adrenaline. It's like if you're smoking weed, for example, adrenaline would be the weed and the ashes are the adrenochrome because there's no more product there that's usable by your body. You can actually get your hands on it. It's really not that hard to get. It's accessible by scientists for a variety of reasons. They've studied it throughout the years. And if you eat adrenochrome, it comes in powder form usually. If you eat it, it just gives you a mild headache, according to most of the people that have you know, partaken in it or whatever. It doesn't do anything for anybody. But it was mentioned in the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fantastic movie, by the way, with Johnny Depp. And it was portrayed as like this powerful drug or whatever. And now QAnon runs with it and claims that, you know, people are drinking adrenochrome, these elites, straight from the tap. They're scaring kids to get their adrenaline pumping and then they're poking them with a needle or they're cutting them or something. I don't even know. And they're drinking their blood. It's all made up completely. So go on. What about adrenochrome, Tim? Tell me about adrenochrome. There's something called adrenochrome where they, you know, they, they take... They're taking children's blood and devouring it and so forth. I don't know who they is exactly. Who Who is they? Are they in the room with us right now, Tim? It's the Jews, isn't it? I, it's always the Jews. Uh, and I've explained my experience with that, and, and I just did in West Africa and other places. Um, we've seen this in, in several parts of the continent of Africa, and it's very real. It's very real, this witch doctory. They take these children, we, they, they, they take their organs, they take their blood, they, 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 they drink it. Okay, I know there's some weird <laughs> that happens over there, but A, I'm sorry, man, you have zero credibility with me. You've got to give me some proof of something. I will take anything. I do not believe a word out of this guy's mouth by default. If he said the sky was blue, I'd want to verify. And second, witch doctors, assuming these witch doctors are drinking blood or whatever, I mean, I don't know why I would even take this as an assumption, but let's just take it for a second. What makes him think they're doing this for the sake of getting adrenochrome? There is like, adrenochrome is fake, okay? It's not real. It's not a drug that people use. Does he think that people really are trying to extract adrenochrome from kids? This is just an insane joke. And what makes this worse is this guy is an evangelical extremist nutcase on top of all of it. Oh boy, let me tell you about this guy. You know what? I'll tell you in a second. Finish this little adrenochrome segment. 
They take the genitalia of children and, and hang it over the rooftop of their businesses, thinking that the, the dark gods will bless them. These are Yeah, I don't even know if that's real. That sounds completely made up. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Real things. Um, and so I might say something like that, and then they connect it to something uh, that a QAnon person says about, you know, a celebrity who must be doing this too, but there's no evidence to back that. And they make... Oh, but there's evidence to back the idea that these other people are, are doing it. These other people are drinking adrenochrome. It's just not the celebrity that these QAnoners claim is drinking. Give me a break, man. They make a, a false connection there. Um, and and so that's that's the only example I can think of. That's the only example he can think of why he was attacked by these vicious reporters. Oh, it's terrible. Like I said, the dude is a far right evangelical extremist. And uh, I know, tall claim. Who would believe something like that without evidence, right? Well, good news for you. I have the evidence. Let me back that up. I just wrote a check with my mouth. Let me cash that bad boy. Vice News article. Operation Underground Railroad, which is the organization he founded, child rescue missions were based on psychic intelligence. Psychic intelligence. It's written by Anna Marion or Merlan, I think maybe. Anna Merlan. Written September 20th, 2023. It was a tense day in February 2016 for Tim Ballard and operatives working for Operation Underground Railroad, OUR is what it's called, the anti-human trafficking group he founded. They were on what would prove to be a bumbling and ineffective mission to save a trafficked child Ballard believed was being held in a village on the border of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. This wasn't just any mission, however. The child they were searching for was Gardy Marty, a missing Haitian boy whose abduction Ballard has portrayed as the case that led us to found the organization, O-U-R. Joining him and his team of elite operatives was Janet Ru uh, Russin, a psychic medium from Utah whose supposed visions were guiding the mission. According to documents from a now-closed criminal investigation into Ballard and O-U-R obtained by Vice News through a public records request... Video shot by a crew hired by OUR captured Russin, the psychic, talking with Gardy's father, Gwesno Marty, I think is how it's pronounced. In the conversation, Russin seemed to credit herself with locating Gardy. She assured him that his son was nearby and that without her visions, he never would have been found. Tim Ballard hired a psychic to find his victims or his survivors. Would you be surprised to find that they never found the kid? The psychic was full of it. She had no idea what was happening. They show up and there's nobody there. It was all nonsense. And despite the fact that somebody along the chain must have known she was full of it, right? If not her, then somebody. Despite that fact, everybody all the way along the chain allowed this to happen and allowed her to call the father of the missing kid and say, we found him. We're going to get him. Imagine that for a second with me. I remember having my kid, Kylie, my baby. She was maybe a year old and had a rocking chair and she had just started sleeping through the night. So maybe six months old. It was just me and her. And every night I held her in my arms and rocked her to sleep back and forth in this rocking chair every single night. Well, I sat there and read a book on my iPhone or whatever. Rocked her to sleep for years. And to lose your child that you had that experience with 
to not know where they are, to think that maybe the worst had happened and they were being trafficked. Imagine th getting the phone call that your kid is has been located and is safe and you're on your way to pick him up right now. And it turns out the person who called you was a psychic. She had no clue what was happening. And Tim Ballard allowed that to happen every step of the way. Does it get more depraved than that? I don't know. So if you notice the guy was dodgy and said there are a lot of QAnon conspiracies, we don't accept the majority of them, but some of them are real, blah, blah, blah. There are a lot of QAnoners out there that, that repeat the same line that, that Tim Ballard did. This is Johnny Enlow. He is a QAnon pastor, and he's said the same thing, basically. Listen to this. This one is from late September 2022. Conspiracies exist. Mm. Conspiracies have been proven. All who have followed Q have been considered and called conspiracy theorists, and every single one of them has been proven already. No, literally none of them. You know, the, the first conspiracy theory that Q revealed, the thing that got Q famous, was for claiming that Hillary Clinton was about to be arrested. She was trying to flee the country, and she was on her way out, but they were going to catch her at the blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen in two days or something like that. I don't even remember exactly what the Post said. Obviously, never came true. Never happened. And what do they say? Four or five years later... We've got these QAnon pastors saying things like they've all been proven. What? Now, there's some in the community go off into other depths of it. but you that, That's the denomination thing I'm talking about. You have to understand the primary elements that were brought out five years ago, that there is a group of world leaders who are a cult and they're a satanic cult and they're pedophiles and they traffic children. They traffic people. They steal blood. They do sacrifices. That is not a conspiracy theory. If yes, it is. You still think it is. You are blind. Get your head out of the sand. I guess I'm blind, huh? Wow. So anyways, everything that this guy listed just now, Johnny Enlow, everything he listed was either not denounced or affirmed by Tim Ballard. So Operation Underground Railroad is run by a complete nutcase. Uh, for, in all fairness... I think he got like seven accusations of impropriety with some of the female staff. I, I don't remember exactly what was happening with it, so don't quote me on that. And he stepped down as the leader recently. So uh, take that for what you will. Jim Caviezel, the guy that played Tim Ballard in this movie about this whole organization, is a QAnoner to the core as well. Like, hardcore. Like, he's in it as, about as deep as you get. Check this out. This is a clip from late June 2023. But it was worth mentioning when I talked about adrenochrome. And I talked about that in the organ harvesting, which I didn't go into. And there's over 2 million in that one and another 2 million in another one. So it's, it's, it's on a world level. Are you talking about something on par or greater it's, than kind of the Nuremberg trials or? It's greater than all of that because it's killing every child, every baby. from. So the Nuremberg trials. Famously, the trials that got Nazis convicted of war crimes and then sentenced to whatever, execution or whatever it happened to be. This is bigger than the Nuremberg trials, apparently. Okay, go on. You got my attention. 
country, from every religion. Like people, everybody's going to want retribution. Color, from all saying. of the countries in the world. Yeah. Our children, the most innocent. And why do they do this? Because it is the greatest offense to God. These children oh, yeah. are the most innocent and most like God. Mm -hmm. And to the evil one, he loves this because it wounds God greatly. So I guess people just like to hurt God. That's why they're abducting kids and drinking their blood, sticking it in or sticking a straw in their arm like a Capri Sun or something. Bizarre, dude. God, this guy is wild. Jim Caviezel. So he was on the same Jordan Peterson interview with Tim Ballard. They did this interview together, right? Jordan Peterson, Tim Ballard, Jim Caviezel. I wanted to listen to just a, a minute or two of Jim Caviezel's part in this interview because it, it gets weird too. July 3rd, 2023, talking to Jordan Peterson. Schindler's List was a very uh, powerful weapon, but it came 50 years too late. He loves invoking the Holocaust and Jews and their mistreatment, doesn't he? He loves comparing the supposed human trafficking that's happening right now to what happened in Nazi Germany. For the record, the human trafficking claims are what made QAnon famous and mainstream in the first place. It started on this little website called 4chan that's similar to Reddit, operates similarly, but it's 100% anonymous and they're, and it's full of extremists and deeply disturbing stuff. Eventually moved to 8chan, which has absolutely no reason to exist. I mean, Think of the worst pictures, most disturbing and disgusting pictures and videos and ideas and everything that you can imagine. That's what you find on 8chan and a, a little bit on 4chan also. That's where QAnon started originally. Eventually, it started spreading heavily through the Save the Children hashtag. QAnoners claimed 400,000 children went missing every year in the United States, 400,000 children a year. That's a completely fabricated number. I think that there were, I, I don't remember, it was based on some grain of truth. I don't remember what it was. I think it was, there were 400,000 missing persons reports in the United States one year, and they extrapolate that over the course of 10 years, and now you got, you know, 4 million people sold into slavery, children, of course, it's gotta be children, when you look a little bit closer at the number, you find that many of those missing persons were recovered. It was like, you know, a mom goes to a mall with a kid, and she's at Claire's looking at the little necklaces and earrings, and he wanders off to the ice cream shop, and she starts crying and screaming, oh my god, where'd my kid go? Runs up to the nearest police officer, says, I've lost my kid, and they look around the mall, they lock it down, and there they find little Johnny digging into the chocolate ice cream at the ice cream shop, you know. Those events were included in the in the missing persons reports. Also, they found that I think 80% of the missing persons reports were runaway teens, kids that were mistreated, uh, abused, maybe they were gay, maybe they were whatever. Not Christian, you know, didn't follow their family's beliefs for one reason or another, and they left. And they had a missing persons report filed on them, and it just never came to anything because they didn't want to be found. Or sometimes they were found, and they just didn't want to go back. So that's where they get the 400000 a year figure. It's completely unrealistic, and 
later on, you hear Jim Caviezel and QAnoners in general do this. They'll quote a massive, crazy figure. I think 150 million or something like that. When it's nowhere near that. It's about 27 million people believed to be in human trafficking. That's not just children. That's pro- that includes prostitution and a variety of other areas of human trafficking. But he believes that it's 150 million children that are being trafficked right now. Insane. Years too late. This film is now. This is exposing it now during that time. Dude, he is such an odd person. And I believe that is probably why it's easier to get an actor to do a movie 50 years later. There's no controversy. It's over. But the, the individuals, imagine if Rwanda, if that story had been made, that movie had been made during that time, or that they could see it. You, know, it you, you have to look at these situations and understand that um, good people sit back and do nothing and allow this uh, evil to occur. There's got to be people that stand up. In- sure. Sure. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Except this whole human trafficking bit where kids are being drained of their blood by big evil elites or whatever, it's a figment of your imagination. It doesn't work that way at all. As a matter of fact, people that are actually involved in this type of work, you know, human trafficking, trying to stop human trafficking, I mean, organizations that work in this field have specifically asked QAnoners to stop. They are jamming this whole thing up and making it more difficult to find real cases of this. In the time that it occurs, and that's what drew me to the whole story in the first place. These people need help, dude. This is absolutely insane. What's even more insane is this movie is taking off right now. It's like getting really big. It was supposed to be like a small movie that aired in select theaters on certain days, and it turned into something really big. But when it released, within a week of it releasing, so it came out July 4th. This is July 12th. This is a guy on InfoWars, you know, Alex Jones's network. Listen to what he had to say about what was happening. Just when you thought the deviant left couldn't possibly sink any lower. Deviant left. It was me. My fault. What's happening? There are now widespread reports of movie theaters purposely sabotaging the sound of freedom. Why would movie theaters sabotage their own income source? They could have just chosen not to air it. It's up to each individual movie theater which movie they play. Like, is there any logic in there at all? Is there anything knocking around behind those eyes? Here's what's going on. The internet is being flooded right now with testimonies from people who are having a bad movie experience. Read QAnon Nutter Butters who are obsessed with the idea of being persecuted. While trying to watch the anti-child trafficking thriller, Sound of Freedom, all kinds of interruptions, distractions, and, and just plain bizarre occurrences in movie theaters all over the country. Everything. I mean, movie theaters have problems. It says Sound of Freedom Theater was evacuated 30 minutes after something, something. I can't, I can't even read that. After hearing three loud booms... Okay, things happen. Air conditioners break from time to time. There are weird noises. You know, there are errors and glitches and things. You, These people are obsessed with reading conspiracies into th- 
things that don't even have conspiracies. Get help, guys. For real. You guys have gone off the deep end and kept on going. Okay? Pull it together and get help. This is nuts. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Next up, there are some extreme reactions happening in both pro-Israel and the pro-Palestine camp right now, and it's getting absolutely wild. People are coming completely unglued. Let's look at some of the more wild reactions to the situation. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Israel should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. Destroy the whole thing. And anybody that's going to support this Hamas nonsense. This is Greg Locke. He's a megachurch pastor, a hate preacher, televangelist type of guy. And he's talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict going on at this immediate moment. Here's the thing. I've noticed a lot of really extreme reactions from a lot of people, not just people on the Israel side, not just people on the Palestine side. So I wanted to take a look at some of the really extreme reactions and talk about why I don't think they're productive at all. In fact, they're completely counterproductive. They are hurting the cause. This is a prime example of what I'm talking about. This guy is literally calling for genocide. What? I, I wanted to, like, space it out and, and show you one from one group, one from the other. But here's one of the major problems with that plan. The vast majority of propaganda and extreme reactions and stuff about this conflict is coming out of Israel because Israel's the one targeting the Western world with this stuff. The Palestinians, the Muslims on this side of the equation are targeting propaganda toward other Muslims. Like, Hamas is spreading extremist rhetoric and, and absolute nutcasery, like we're hearing from Greg Locke. Hamas is spreading it to other Muslims to try to bring them into the cause, to try to radicalize them and get them to help. They're not focusing on the West. Israel focuses on the United States and, and European countries to bolster their credibility and the help that they may receive. So almost all the propaganda that you find right now is coming from Israel when it comes to this war, but not all of it. And I found some absolutely crazy stuff on both sides. So let's talk about it. This one is a pro-Israel or a, really an anti-Palestine protester from Times Square, New York City, I think. October 11th, 2023, just a few days after the you know original uh, altercation where Hamas invaded Israel and everything else. Dude was out there saying this. Listen to this one. Palestine! Palestine to my What do you think the response should be from Netanyahu and the military to God? Kill all Palestinians! All of them! Not one left from the river to the sea, Palestine will be deceased! All of them, he says. I guess that includes men, women, and children, right? The place that's being contested right now or, or that's being attacked by Israel is called the Gaza Strip. If you're unfamiliar with this, I'm, I'm assuming you know very little about this if you're walking into this video. Let me just show you a quick image of it here. This is a map of Israel currently. Uh, there's the West Bank. This is owned by Palestine on, on the right here. And the Gaza Strip. This is also owned by Palestine. Now, Israel has been 
building settlements in the West Bank and pushing Palestinians out lately. The Gaza Strip is really the target right now, though. It's about the size of Manhattan Island, and it has 2.2 million people to Manhattan's 1.6 million. Gaza Strip's a little bit bigger than Manhattan. It's a very impoverished, destitute, war-torn area. Somewhere in the range of 37 to 40% of the children in the Gaza Strip have PTSD or some kind of emotional issues as a result of the war that they've experienced in their lives. And 50% of the Gaza Strip are children. Just to give you a little idea of what we're looking at here. So Israel is, is entering the Gaza Strip at this moment as we speak. This guy that we were just listening to just endorsed the idea that Palestinians, all of them, all of them, should die. Remember? Men, women, and children. There are hospitals in, in the Gaza Strip that had babies in incubators until they cut the power. I guess he got his wish with some of those children, didn't he? Not one left from the river to the sea, Palestine will be deceased. And Israel needs to do like this. You see? Now, Gaza. Like that? Okay, the top one is what Gaza looks like in October 2023. And the bottom one is what he wants it to look like. Gaza needs to do like this. Oh, oh, like this, but all this, Jewish. Two options. What do you That's insane. He wants to flatten Gaza Strip completely or, well, he wants to eradicate all of the Palestinians is what he's saying. He's calling for genocide, right? I don't know how else to interpret this. Again, bear with me. This isn't just about Israel. There are some really extreme reactions on the other side, too. What do you, what do you think the response should be to, what to Gaza? We got to wipe them off the map. I'm God. walking about every... Nothing else you can do. They they proved to they proved to us that they, there's nothing else you can do. We tried. You tried what? What did you try exactly? You didn't try peace deals. My problem with the whole situation is that Israel is a far right extremist government. I have no issue with the people that live there. None. I have a problem with the far-right government and the propaganda that they spread. And, and I have a problem with the fact that they were offered a peace deal in 2002, 2007, and 2017. Again, if they went back to the 1967 borders, which is roughly representative of what we're looking at right here. If they went back to this and pulled back all of the settlements that they built into the West Bank and everything else, and they helped deal with the refugee problem that they created, then there would be peace in the Middle East. That was put on the table. And what did they do? They said, go f*** yourself. The far-right government did. Again, no problem with the people there. The far-right government is insane. And we tried everything. So this guy apparently tried. I don't know what exactly, but he did. There's nothing else you can do. We tried and- We tried everything, it doesn't work. Have... What did you try? To wipe them flat off the not like like a parking lot. Yeah, I'm not stopping till all Arabs are wiped out. I think I think that is psychotic, dude. Now it's the time that we need to erase Gaza. There is people inside, our people inside, that kidnap, and now we need to kill all of them 
and free Israel. All, all of their belief is killing Jewish and killing and murder our people. Flatten it. Flatten Gaza. This is crazy, dude. This whole thing is crazy. Look, uh, this is the Palestine side, I guess. It's not a war if only one side has an army. Fair enough. Fair enough. Palestine is being decimated right now, and it's really, really concerning. I mentioned this in another video, but I don't know where that video is going to be or if other people have seen it or what, so let me just say it again. In the 1940s, late 1940s, the United States was about to drop bombs on... Nagasaki and Hiroshima, they were going to drop the atomic bombs. And leading up to that moment, I think, what, two days beforehand or something like that, they flew airplanes over top of the two cities and dropped leaflets over top of them. They all, you know, opened the cargo hold in the plane and millions of pieces of paper flew out all over the city that said something to the effect of get out now you are doomed if you stay. Your government is bringing you to destruction, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw this picture. This is Palestine as Israel is dropping leaflets over top of the city. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know it's going to be something horrific. So here's where it gets interesting. There's also a, a very extreme anti-Jewish side that is bizarre to watch because it's it's coming from like the same group of people almost they're like warring factions within extremist christianity right like one extremist group of christians wants the jews to succeed in israel and the other faction of christianity wants israel to fail miserably i think they all believe like all of these christian denominations that are really extreme believe Israel must exist as a country before Jesus can come back or whatever. But some of these factions fucking hate Jewish people and Israel and pray for the day when they will be taken out. This is Stu Peters, an extremist if I've ever seen one, far-right extremist. October 11th, 2023, weighing in on this conflict. It's bizarre. We put Israel in the region to basically stir everything up. And they are resentful about the fact that Israel is there mucking with all of their relations and imposing everything on them. And it's just, they're an instigator. Israel's an instigator, fascinating. I don't know what he's saying. We put Israel there, the United States put Israel there. No, the United Nations voted on this. And, you know, the Jewish people in the region paid for that land and blood as basically all land is paid for with blood. And they, not to mention the, the, the age-old fact that, yeah, they literally are the ones who killed Christ. I think we talked about this the last time I was on. And Let me tell you why it's so deeply disturbing to hear somebody say something like that. That was one of the things that Hitler used as a rallying cry, as a justification to whip people into a blood frenzy. That was a piece of propaganda that got Nazis so violently angry. Hitler used Christianity against people when possible. And that was one of the things that he used. Jews killed Jesus. It's their fault. When in reality, first of all, I don't know that Jesus was even a real person. I think he probably was. 
But even even if we take all the gospel accounts at face value, the Jews didn't kill Jesus. The Roman Empire killed Jesus. Pontius Pilate was the one that chose to kill Jesus or whatever, right? It wasn't the Jews. I mean, the Jews didn't like him. They didn't want him around anymore, but they didn't kill him. That was the Romans. Like, it's built on sand and nonsense all the way down. And it's one piece of the anti-Semitism puzzle clicking into place once again. Christ. I think we talked about this the last time I was on and, you know, read Matthew 27. They say that we are responsible and our kids will be responsible and our progeny will be responsible for the death of Jesus. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Wait, what's this say? Matthew 27, 24 to 26. And Pilate, see, Pilate was the Roman governor of the region. So he was a Roman, not Jewish. So Pontius Pilate, the, the Roman governor, seeing that he prevailed nothing, but that rather a tumult was made. What the hell does that mean? Taking water washed his hands before the people, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. Look you to it. And the whole people answering said, his blood be upon us and our children. Yeah, that sounds super logical and likely. Totally. Absolutely. I believe it without question. The gospel accounts were very biased in against Jews, against Pharisees, against scribes because they were viewed as Jesus' main adversaries. When in reality, the Pharisees, they were just like the legal experts that understood the law really well, the, the Jewish law really well. That's it. They weren't like these terrible people. And I don't see why they would have said something like, his blood be upon us and our children. This bit here about Pilate seeing that he prevailed nothing and that he washed his hands and said, I'm innocent of the blood of this just man, that never happened. As far as anybody can tell, that, that bit where Pilate said he's innocent of it, that didn't happen. This was retroactively going back and rewriting the story to make Jews the bad guy. And I say that with complete confidence because we have other accounts, other gospels, uh, Gnostic gospels, and all kinds of different accounts from that era that completely contradict this and are much more credible than this specific verse right here. These verses were tampered with and, and messed with and changed over the course of hundreds of years by a plethora of Christian monks and stuff like that. Looking at the original texts can give us some context into what really happened, but this wasn't it right here. But they are absolutely, they are, they are pushing buttons, they are causing problems in the region, no, it's fascinating. So this is the other extremist side of the coin. Here's another shot of Stu Peters right here. This is a, uh, him on Twitter. Here's a better view of Damar Hamlin's blasphemous jacket. Our prayers might have saved his life, but apparently not his soul. Blasphemy. This dude is worried about blasphemy all of a sudden. He's super obsessed with it. Here's another extremely disturbing event that took place against Jews. I feel like there needs to be a distinction drawn between people of a Jewish background and the far-right government in Israel. There should be a distinction drawn between the two. Opportunists who hate Jews and have always hated Jews as human beings, they don't view them as people and they want them gone, i.e. Nazis, they seem to be siding with a plethora of different people you know, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah, they're joining with them to find common ground 
in the belief that Jews should be eradicated. It's about as disturbing as it gets. This is October 9th, 2023, Sydney, Australia, the day after Hamas originally attacked Israel. Gas the Jews. Does it get any more whacked out than that? Seriously. There is extremism on both sides here. I mean, I don't, I don't want to do a both sides comparison as far as a war goes, because as the sign said earlier, it's not a war when only one side has the guns. But there are extremists who hate Palestine and there are extremists who hate Israel, and they're both completely irrational. Interestingly enough, it's not a left right type of dichotomy, though, seemingly. It's like a lot of the hate is coming from the right. We've got Nazis, a right wing ideology, and we have Christian Zionist extremists who largely like want the Jews dead, but they know Israel needs to exist and the Jews need to live there before Jesus can come back or whatever. Here's another concerning thing that I've heard lately. This is just anecdotal, but I've heard the argument that it's impossible to enact violence upon somebody who is an oppressor. So there is no such thing as terrorism if you are a colonizer or whatever like september 11th apparently you know within this framework of belief september 11th was not a terrorist attack because the united states instigated it by doing whatever it is that that the u.s does so by definition it's not violence i completely disagree with that where are people's heads that they're coming to these bizarre conclusions that they are blindly hating people around them that they hate Jews, that they hate Palestinians, without question. What is happening? This is insane. Violence is a word that we all share, that we all use. We don't have our own private languages. Everybody understands violence to mean one specific thing. Violence is physical harm against somebody. Russia used violence against Ukraine, and then Ukraine used violence against Russia in self-defense. Violence is justified in some cases, in self-defense cases, for example. What Hamas did was not a self-defense case. It wasn't a clear-cut case of self-defense, in my opinion. It was a terrorist attack that was absolutely horrific. And what Israel is about to do, or what I suspect they're about to do, with these leaflets, I that's... I believe that's going to be violence, too. About as disturbing as it gets, man. Use your head. Okay, when you're on the extreme end of a spectrum, there might be something wrong. I'm not saying that, like, the center is the correct position every time. Sometimes the other position is correct. Sometimes, they're, you know, the extreme end of the spectrum is right on occasion. The middle is not the correct spot to be on the flat earth. Right? The earth is a globe. Neutral would be, I don't know. Taking a hard stance would be, the earth is a globe. That's the correct position. Sometimes on one end of the spectrum, uh, I'm sorry, sometimes the correct answer lies on one end of the spectrum. But if you find yourself on that end of the spectrum, you better be damn sure you're correct. You better Double and triple and quadruple check yourself because before you know it, you end up like one of these nutcases. It is so difficult to 
not turn into an extremist nutcase when you're on one end of the political spectrum or one end of the, the belief spectrum or whatever. Again, it's not necessarily the wrong place to be. You just got to be sure of it. I have a whole video on Greg Locke, either on my main channel or on my Fireside channel. Just check around and see. But on everything that he said about this, it's absolutely insane. And you, you want to see one more insane thing that I saw? Again, I didn't want to make this all about Israel because, again, Israel is not the only insane group that's reacting in an insane way right now. But there are a weird number of extremists in Israel at this immediate moment. Again, I think it's because the propaganda coming from Israel is targeted toward the West. The propaganda coming from Palestine is targeted toward Muslims. That's my guess as to why there's so much less propaganda because in every conflict, there's propaganda flying all over the place. Okay, this guy is a Jewish person. I looked into him. This is an accurate translation. And this guy, I believe, this older guy, he's 95, the oldest reservist to enlist in the military over this Palestine conflict right now. He's also got his hat on backwards. I don't, for what it's worth. Anyway, I don't believe that he was affected much by the Holocaust. Not that I could find. I think that he was one of the people that lived in Palestine at the time. He's a specific type of Jewish ethnicity. Like there's Sephardic, largely came from Spain and, and that area. Ashkenazi was in Germany, Greece, so on and so forth. And then I think it's there's another denomination, if you could call it that, called the Mizrahi, I think it is what it is. Yeah, here's the image, right? Mizrahi. Mizrahi, I was correct, yeah. This is a, a rough image of where the Jewish, Jewish ethnic groups lived. So Ashkenazi was most affected by World War II. And then Sephardic, they were also affected, but not as heavily. And then Mizrahi, again, slightly less affected than the Sephardic, largely. Uh, the Mizrahi Jews stayed in the vicinity. If you zoom in here, you can see... Right here is Israel in this one little circle, this strip of land right here, right next to Egypt and Saudi Arabia and, and stuff like that. So th to my knowledge, this guy that we're looking at here lived, He, I think he was Mizrahi. He lived in that area. And when Israel split off as a country, officially 1947, 1948, he fought in that war. So he's always had conflict with the Arab population in the area. But he hasn't really experienced the Holocaust in the same way that, like, Ashkenazi Jews who lived in Germany at the time experienced it. That's the research I turned up. Take it with a grain of salt. You can look into him a little bit more if you want to. His name is, um, what's his name? Damn it, I can't find it. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll find the guy's name and I'll insert it later. Listen to what he says. I'm going to turn it way down and I'm just going to read the subtitles to you. Be triumphant and finish them off, and don't leave anyone behind. Erase the memory of them. Erase them, their families, mothers, and children. These animals can no longer live. Nowadays, we have no excuse. Tomorrow, Hezbollah could send airstrikes on us, and the Arabs here could attack us. So we have no excuse. Every Jew with the weapon should go out and kill them. If you have an Arab neighbor, don't wait. Go to his home and shoot him. 
attack them and don't wait for them to fire airstrikes at us and for the Iron Dome to activate. Attack them before that. We want to invade not like before. We want to enter and destroy what's in front of us and destroy houses, then destroy the one after it. With all of our forces complete destruction, enter and destroy. As you can see, we will witness things we've never dreamed of. Let them drop bombs on them and erase them. All of the prophecies sent by the prophets are about to occur. Again, the dude is not in a position of authority or power of any sort, so it, it could just be like another racist old guy. You know, we got a lot of those in the United States. I'm sure they have a lot of them in Palestine. You know, ton of people like this, but I feel like this should contribute to the fact that there's a lot of extremism coming from Hamas and from Israel. There's a lot of black and white thinking, a lot of dangerous genocidal thought happening right now. Is that a real translation for sure? I am very confident that is a real translation. If you want to hear the entire thing and fact check me, if somebody speaks Hebrew, it's a minute, 16 seconds long. I'll play the whole thing. Go ahead and listen. <laughs> That's the entirety of it. If somebody has expertise in this and can translate it, feel free. As far as I could tell, I translated a little bit of it myself, and it seemed extremely accurate when I did my translation, but I, I don't know Hebrew. I, I know how to type translate.google.com and, and stuff, you know. Anyway, the point is, you know what, I'll, I'll see if I can verify it even further, and I'll take it out if there's some reason to think it's not real. But anyway, the point is, there's a lot of extremism on both sides right now. Like this Palestinian sign says, it's not a war if only one side has an army. I agree with that completely. But, oh my God, is there propaganda in this war? It's nuts. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. 
so you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.